So from the beginning of the, of the new year, we've, we've been in a series uh, called A New Thing. And with that, we've been reminding ourselves that in Scripture, God is not static. He is, he is always doing something. He's always active in our midst. Uh, as, as church people, we tend to never want to see anything change. And, and we'll, we'll say things like, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, yes, God is the same, but creation is always moving forward. He's always leading us towards the ultimate victory that we have through Jesus Christ. He's always addressing. He's active in your life. He's active in the world around us. He is always doing something. It's part of his creative nature, and, and the idea that he's alive means you, there's activity in that life. And, and so we've just been reminding ourselves of the promise and the security that we have that God is alive and active in our life. And, and as you read through Scripture, a lot of times what, what, the, what the writers will do is in talking about what God's going to do in the future, they refer us back to what God did in the past. That you, that there was a time when this was what was happening in your life, and I showed up and I did what I said I was going to do, and now look back, you can see my hand at work, and if I did it then, I can do it again. And that's sort of where we're going to go this morning is is uh, <clears throat> reminding ourselves of the many ways that God has been present in our lives and and in this. Church, we're going to be uh, we're going to be reading from Isaiah forty three, verses fourteen through twenty one. This is uh, this is written to uh, to Israel at a time where uh, their enemies were were uh, exerting force upon them. They they were not being victorious. Uh, their their uh, their confidence as a as a nation was being shaken, and God is promising what He is going to do uh, for them. It says, "This is what the Lord says: Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships that they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator." And King, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Thanks be to God. So as he's talking to Israel, he pulls back to Israel's history. 
The Israelites had been held captive by the Egyptians. It's the story of Moses. It's the story of Exodus in your, in your Old Testament. Uh, they had been held as captives by Pharaoh. They were being used as slave labor. And when God showed up and did something, it ended in victory. If you remember, as they were exiting uh, Egypt, they went across the, 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 uh, the Red Sea, and as all of God's people, he held back the waters and all of God's people walked across on dry land, the army pursuing them once they got into the river, the, the waterbed, the water crashed down on them. It, it, it decimated the army of Egypt and God's people went on to freedom in, in, uh, in the wilderness and eventually were given the promised land. He, he refers them back to that. Do you remember what I did? Do you remember how your ancestors thought that, that life was over? Your ancestors thought that maybe I had abandoned them, but I showed up and I had victory. You're feeling the same way right now. The Babylonians are exerting force on you. They're, they're robbing you of your freedom. And you're wondering if I have forgotten about you, but I want to remind you, I did it then. I'm going to do it again. He says, after he says, rehearses the Exodus story, he says, but forget about all that. That's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. Because God is always doing something new. I'm about to do something new. And it's already begun. Do you not see it? This is my sixth year being in the church here at Kerrville. And uh, that first summer that I came in, we, we, we had some lively discussion over worship times uh, that, that blew up. And uh, uh, it was fun times. I, I just miss it so much. But <clears throat> the, the first, the first uh, um, prayer uh, vigil that uh, in my tenure here that we did, we use this passage that out of this discussion and this conflict that we were going to pray into an idea that God was doing something new and he was going to create a pathway for us. He was going to, he was going to create a way for us to move forward. And, and uh, I just want to to pause for a moment to reflect back on some of what's happened over the last six years of how God has done a new thing. Back in 2017, 2018, we had no idea the pandemic was on its way. We had no idea all the, all the things that were going to change in our world and in about 2018, the conference started having discussions about um, how they were going to dispose of Mount Wesley, the conference camp here in Kerrville, and how they were going to get rid of it. And, and we had a crazy idea that we might be able to, uh, to, to use that camp for ministry in town. And, and we began to investigate that and we began to, to pray over that. And there was a lot of worry over that. that we, I mean, the conference was losing over $100,000 a year on the deal. And nobody wants to be the, the leader that, that takes a, a church that's set financially and be the one that leads it to financial ruin, right? And so we had all of this 
question, is it going to work? Is it going to work? And we ended up uh, signing a contract where they leased it to us for 50 years for a dollar in September of 2019. And we began to move some of our outreach ministries over there. And we had this a little ministry called uh, Mustard Seed uh, that at that time, uh, maybe 25 people would come on a Monday and get some canned goods and stuff. And, and it was a good ministry for the folks that knew about it. And, and uh, we, we were hoping to build on that a little bit. But six months later, the world shut down. And as we were as we were trying to figure out how we could uh, serve our 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 community and and what that was going to mean with with uh, stuff shut down, we had this space at Mount Wesley with a road that went down that wasn't on a major thoroughfare, and uh, we we could do food distribution from Mount Wesley, and we began doing that with the. Uh, San Antonio Food Bank, uh, uh, we worked with them. Uh, Beth and the volunteers out at Light on the Hill, uh, we, we began showing up. At first, it was just staff because, you know, we were all, we all going to die if we were around anyone else. And, and, uh, um, and, and so it was just staff, and we, we showed up, and we started handing out food. Well, that was in March of 2020. We're now in 2023. Uh, two weeks from now, I, I encourage you to go by Mount Wesley on, on Monday morning, uh, the 26th of, of January, to see the mega food drive. Is that the date? It's the following week. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Whatever the last Monday of January is, go out there. And see the mega food drive. But it, it happens every Monday in the morning. But still, we, we have become, that ministry has become the biggest food, the major food distributor in Kerr County. Out of something we had no idea how God was going to use. That's one example of, of outreach. And we, we had, we had, this church made a decision several years ago that we wanted to focus more on ministry out in the community rather than just entertaining ourselves. And this was one more way that we were able to do that. In the meantime, we, we have other ministries that are, are flourishing. Uh, Shriner University on the other side of town. We've been trying for years and years to establish a ministry and a relationship with them. and and. Uh, <clears throat> And for whatever reason, there was we were always sort of held at arm's length, and and there's some denominational stuff in that, not everything Presbyterian, Methodist, and everything. But but over the last three years, as Spencer Thomas has come in and began working over there, we've we've gone from something that was just uh, two or three kids that would come every once in a while to worship, to now we have a we have a young adult ministry uh, that's picking back up this week that. Uh, is in the in the thirties and forties every week of kids that show up to, to to worship here and to have fellowship here and do ministry here. Uh, it it it's incredible to think about. In that we've had at least six people that didn't grow up uh, Christian who have who have given their life to Christ, been baptized, and joined this church. 
many of them that were uh, that were uh, in non-Christian sects and and didn't uh, their families disowned them because of their belief in Jesus. It, it's just amazing to see what God has done in that ministry. We have a children's ministry that's flourishing and 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 kids coming and growing. Uh, we have a youth ministry uh, that that is is growing and and dynamic. Kendra Thomas is the leader of that. They're going to be going uh, to Colorado this this summer uh, to Estes Park to a camp uh, put on by Student Life. That's a national student organization. Uh, we're going to be in Estes Park at. Uh, YMCA of the Rockies, if you've ever been there, a beautiful camp. Uh, That's one I'm going as a counselor for, um, as expert resident uh, uh, Colorado person uh, to to lend my leadership there. But uh, pray for those kids. If you got grandkids or or any uh, family that you think might be involved, uh, be interested in that, uh, there's still some openings on that. And we encourage you to get signed up here pretty soon. Our worship has grown. Uh, the young lady that sings here uh, every once in a while that you saw this morning, Haley, has become our, our, our choir director. And it's not just about what we do on Sunday mornings. It's what we do every day throughout the week. Uh, Eddie and Haley take groups to our nursing homes around town and lead worship there and sing songs with them. And many folks are, are the voices that go along with her. Uh, the the little things like uh, being silly at the Calo Theater at Christmas uh, to um, to heartfelt worship on uh, every week in our worship services. Our numbers are growing over and over. It, it's a big deal in Kerrville United Methodist Church with our demographics. It's a big deal when our new memberships outnumber our deaths. That's a sad fact, but that's, that's, that's where we live here in Kerrville. For the last three years, we have had more members than we've lost. There's so many ways that God has been answering our prayer. And we go back, and, and, and I don't think this is the only reason, but I, I certainly think this is a part of it. We as a church came together to say, God, we're praying for a future we're uncertain about. Would you you lead us? Would you lead us? And I think what he would say to us this morning is, I've already been doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Are you not aware of it? I think sometimes we're always quick to talk about the things that aren't right within our church, but we're not as we're not as ready to celebrate when when things go well. I'm hoping we can change that paradigm, right? It would help if you'd all smile. You're all real serious this morning. There's some good things I'm sharing here, and you're all like. And you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And said, therefore, we need a million dollars. But no, that's not, we're not going there. So, right, you can all relax. We're just celebrating what God's doing. We're, we're in a, yeah, there you go. We're in a time period where in the Methodist church, there's a lot of uncertainty and everything. And I don't, I don't know the future of that. But again, we, we have, we have uh, as a church, we have, 
covenanted to pray together over that. We started in September. We've said, let's, let's be in prayer for the future of the church. Uh, and, and, and we're going to continue in that. I don't know where that's going to end up, but here's what I do know. If we're following God, we, we can't fail. That's, that's what we're called to do. I'm doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? And let's just look back over six years. There was a time when we weren't sure we were going to be able to do this and we weren't sure we were going to be able to do that and we weren't sure about uh, this situation. We weren't sure about that. And God showed up and did something and not just did something, but did something in a glorious way. And now we're, we have an uncertain future in the, in the looking out right now. And I think God's saying to us, well, wait, do you remember what I did then? And I'm working now. And what I did then is nothing compared to what I'm doing in the midst of of starting now. With God, there's always hope. With God, there's there's always this, this confidence that no matter what the world throws at us, no matter who is in charge politically, no matter what the 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 conversations around we put our trust in him and he says i'm what he was talking about it, 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 there's this contrast in his examples because in 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 the one against uh, the egyptians Water was the the tool he used to destroy the enemy. But when he's talking about what he's going to do for Israel in this passage, he's going to use water as a gift. I'm going to bring rivers into a dry wasteland. I'm going to I'm going to feed the jackals and the all the other wildlife, and and all of the nation is going to be blessed by this river that's running through it. And if you go to the la- to the last book of the of, of the scriptures, you you read about the throne of God being set up, and there's a a river of life that goes through. You know who the river of life is? Jesus Christ, the river of life, the one from which every blessing flows, the one that sits on the throne. The one that's our personal Savior. The one that knows everything about me and loves me anyway. The one that was willing to come to earth to give up all the the glory of heaven to come to earth to take on my, my pain and your pain and our suffering to be a part of the mess. He allowed Himself to be broken and humiliated and even gave himself up for death so that we might have a relationship with his father. As long as we follow Jesus, we're on the right track. That's that's who we are as a church. The music we sing, the programs we do, the 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 flavor of our worship, uh, whether it's an 815 traditional or a 930 contemporary or the table out at, at Light on the Hill that's going to start up in, in February, no matter what the flavor of worship is if, is, if Jesus Christ is the object of our worship, we are going to be the As the people of 
God, as the people of Purville First United Methodist Church, I want to encourage you as we begin this new year, let's pray for God to do his new thing here. And he's already doing it, so we're, we're, but we need to acknowledge it and make space for it. That, that's, what, that's what that's about. To say, God, I know you're doing something. I know you're leading us somewhere. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to have the obedience and the connection with you in order to know that when you're sweeping us forward, that we don't get in the way and we don't make it too hard and we don't resist against you. I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? That's corporately. I also want to remind you that that's individually as well. I don't know everyone's life situation, but I know every one of us has a life situation where somewhere there's something that needs to change. And I just want to remind you that what God does corporately, He also does personally. He's he's at work in your life. He always has been, always will be. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. There's not a, he doesn't take a break from you. You know, sometimes as parents, you have to go in the other room, please, and don't open the door for an hour. So just so you can get some space, God doesn't do that with us. He's constantly with us. He's constantly leading, wooing, calling, pushing, reshaping, remolding. He's at work within you as well. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. There's still something new he wants to do in your spiritual life as well. Are you open to it? Can you sense it? He's already working. I'm doing a new thing. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Can you perceive it? New things is what God does. And I don't want to be responsible for breaking the new thing. I used to tell my kids after we got something and they destroyed it within six months, that's why we can't have new things. Right? I don't want to be the church that God says, that's why I can't give you new things. Because you don't do anything with them. Right? Blessings that we have. The way that God is moving. I, we, later on this year, we're going to have some series where we're going to allow our different ministries to get up and share some stories of how God's at work. Uh, we have a, a class that's being formed now that will be uh, coming uh, probably around the Lenten period uh, for, for ladies to gather together to, to share about how can we share our testimony? How can we, how can we develop a testimony to share uh, because we need to be able to tell the stories of we need to be able to to share the good things that he's doing in this broken world where it seems everybody just wants to complain about everything we're called to be a voice of hope and of love and of celebration god is powerful he's awesome he's doing amazing things Can you perceive it? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, uh, we're just so thankful that, and 
a lot of times it takes hindsight for us to look back and, and see what you've been doing. Because in the midst of the struggle, we, we concentrate on ourselves so much. But we can look back in our lives over and over and over again and see that no matter what, there's a string of your love and your leadership taking us through the days of life. And when we look at that from a biblical perspective, we know that you're, you, you have a destiny in mind for all of us. That there's a victory ahead for all of us. That your desire is to have as many of your creation present with you in eternity as possible. God, we apologize for the times where where we have ignored the things that you're doing in our life, where we where we have not been willing to pause and give you thanks for answered prayers. But we we acknowledge and we celebrate this morning that you do answer prayer. We don't deserve it, but you are so you're so incredibly awesome and loving. We pray for this church. We pray for our families. We pray for ourselves. Lord, we pray for this country. We pray for world leaders and conflicts all over the globe. Nothing is too big for you, and there's nothing that you've left out of your plan. You are doing new things. There's a thread of your grace moving through every culture, every spot on the globe. God, give us hearts and minds and desire to lean in and follow. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.